Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chapter 11 of the Manga Melee Podcast. As always, I am your host, Jay, and today I am joined by my slightly taller-than-average co-host, Peter McGinn, once again. How are you doing, Pete? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing today, Jay? Uh, pretty well, pretty well. Uh, kind of a slow week for manga, but, you know, honestly, I got to, like, kind of catch up on some of the Shonen Jump stuff I have been lacking on and Vinland Saga which I'll talk a little bit about later because there's a lot of news about that actually and uh yeah pretty good what have you been up to this week ah oh, man not a whole lot I uh, did some did some bopping around yesterday and then today I bought a new computer so I could play video games all day since it's been raining since like 8 a.m so I was like nice perfect I needed a new computer anyway this was the perfect excuse to pull the trigger and finally upgrade my stuff and i found a really nice deal so do it been doing that and then we'll be catching up on some anime and manga as well later tonight yeah i've been catching up on summertime render i watched have you started that yet actually? i haven't I'm... I'm, I'm watching it after golden kamui and i am no longer five episodes away i am now three episodes away from finishing season Ooh, three we could have some slight spoiler talk about that later actually i would be curious to pick your brain about that kind of sell golden kamui to some more people yeah it's getting, um, it's getting real real good i can't i can't wait for season four in october especially because the anime just gets like better and better every single season so i have full faith in them to do the same thing again yep me too just i there's been like nothing bad about that adaptation at least for my as an anime only i've been loving what i've been seeing yeah as someone who read the manga I think that the manga is definitely, like, the superior version of it, especially, like, the certain scans I was reading that gave a lot of, like, insight into the cultures they were visiting and stuff like that, as well as, like, all, a lot of those characters are references to real-life people as well, which is very interesting. Yep. And some of them, for instance, Ogata is actually a reference to, like, an American sniper and stuff like that. Oh, I did not know that. Which is why he has the hair that's, like, slicked back. He, he's based off of, like, that sort of idea of an American uh, sniper. Oh, okay. but, um that's, that's really interesting, actually. I like when there's, like, yeah, some no. in-depth stuff about characters and, like, yeah. why they're made. The look of But the anime is still definitely... Like, I understand that you can only show so much in an anime, and they've released a lot of, like, OVAs of stuff that they had, that they cut out of the anime, so they're kind of making up for it, I suppose. Uh, and fans have released guides and such for people who are interested in going back and reading what they missed anyway, so it's not like anybody's super missing out. It's available. For sure. Yeah. All right, so with that out of the way, I guess we should just kind of hop into it, huh? Let's do it. The first thing that I really want to talk about was something that both of us kind of came across in our uh, on our Twitter timelines this week, which was there was a lot of drama going on on Twitter surrounding the uh, editor of the Shoujo Beat uh, Tumblr and Twitter, uh, Nancy, and some stuff that they had said about concerning reprints of certain series that people are finding hard to find nowadays. Yeah. Would you like to kind of explain what happened there, Pete? Sure, I can I can do my best um from what I know. I bet there's somebody out there that knows way more than me, but I can only base off what I saw really on Twitter since I have only been recently getting more into the shojo sphere in terms of like creators. Uh shout out to Colleen. I'm a big fan of her and her work yeah. with um showcasing some shojo stuff. But from what it what it sounds like 
uh, people were wanting some of these really popular shoujos from either like 90s, early 2000s that were printed then and haven't been reprinted since. And the shoujo beat mo- or uh, editor is more like, oh, we'll just like buy it off of like a used website or why should we reprint it? You could have bought it back then. And it's like, well, I was six years old and my allowance was $5. That's why I didn't buy it back in 1994. Now, something along yeah. those lines. She then deleted the tweet because of the backlash that we've gotten. And yeah, it, it is kind of frustrating because I think with a lot of like, say, Shonen properties, uh, something like Naruto will get reprinted 37 gazillion times, one piece. But then when you have stuff like Brasa and uh, Seven Seeds and like Red River, these like super popular shonen titles that have been printed once. Uh, and now when we see a resurgence of manga sales, like in general, it's been blowing up and people are craving more. We want to see these titles that we've never been able to read before legally. And kind of just like the response to to like the fans was it didn't seem like a good like pr stunt if you're trying to like get cred from the people so it was kind of like i was like what do you like what do you mean go back and buy that i think somebody showed a tweet of like one of the barasa volumes on like ebay is going for like twelve hundred dollars like that's how hard that volume is to find it's like so it's like yeah we're a little frustrated that we can't like print get these titles printed for us again when we when we are clamoring for it, and then we saw something like Kodansha announced that they are more than likely reprinting things like GTO and Mushishi, and it's like, well, why can Kodansha reprint these like '90s, early 2000s stories and um, Shoujo Beat can't? So, a lot of lot of commotion going on around the social media of like the 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 Shoujo and Jose area that I found really fascinating just because it shows how passionate these people are that they are wanting, they want yeah. to support, like they want to support Shoujo B. They want to support, I think Shoujo B is under Viz. So it's like, they want yes. to support like the physical print of manga. And the response to that is just um, a little disconcerting with like how you treat the people who want to support you. Right. And for uh, those of you who might be wondering what the context of it is, essentially um, the person who runs the Shoujo Beat social media has been running it for, I think, like seven or so years now, something like that. It's two people, but there's one in particular who answers a lot of the uh, like fan questions and stuff in general, who goes by Nancy. And uh, essentially, they got a ask on Tumblr that was about discontinued series. And I will now quote them on this ask. I got an Anon ask in my inbox about our discontinued series being picked up again. Simple answer is no. The year we discontinued a few series, the year we discontinued a few series was when Borders went out of business and the manga market crashed. When series don't sell well, we take the financial hit. Several publishers did not make it through the crash. When people don't buy manga, the publisher takes the financial hit. So it's really important to purchase manga in a timely fashion. Now I'm going to be a meanie because sometimes I am. Did you not buy that series we published over 13 years ago, 10 years ago, 8, 7, 6, 5? Now, maybe you were one of the few that did. That's amazing. You have great taste in manga. I'm not talking to you. But for all the other people who didn't buy it back then and think they have another chance at it now, no way. I don't feel sorry for you. You had your chance. We absorbed the losses because you didn't collect when we were publishing it. What it also did is make publishing something new in the particular genre or buy that mangaka more difficult because the booksellers know that you didn't buy those series. 
I'm also looking at all the holdouts from a series ends or those served typically waiting for a box set. Again, only four out of 100 plus shoujo beat series have ever had box sets. You can do that, but those series not being available when you finally get around to collecting them is a risky take. No one knows you want a particular series until you purchase it, and when the ser series are gone, they're usually gone for good. Editor Nancy. End quote. I think, like, I agree with that last uh, sentiment about people waiting for a series to finish or waiting for a box set. I feel like if you're into something that's not, like, a super mainstream shonen or something similar to that, then you should support series as they're releasing. But I wouldn't blame anybody. I'm 26 years old to age myself here. I did not have any opportunity or buying power to purchase manga until after I was like, until like eight years ago or something like that, more or less, just because of my circumstances in life. I literally never had the opportunity to purchase any of these. I didn't even know most of these series existed because I didn't have internet access until I went to college. So what am I supposed to do here? I know maybe I'm not necessarily the person that she's complaint or sorry they're complaining at uh for this but at the same time there's many people like me who were especially with like pete said the resurgence in manga and shoujo manga especially nowadays like there's a whole new generation of people getting into the shoujo say market like many of us just never had the opportunity or even knew these series existed because also viz did a shit job at advertising them they didn't advertise them at all compared to like naruto one piece etc you know yeah it's when, when you look at it from say when we were either kids or teenagers the anime that at least i was familiar about is whatever was shown on toonami i didn't know what a jose was i didn't know what a shoujo was until we had like the day and age of databases like mal and social media to like show us these different titles and makes me more aware so like of course even say i had the spending power back when i was six when these titles came out I, I didn't know anything about them because we didn't have access to knowing about them and now we do and you see this you see the 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 public outcry of these people who are so passionate about a specific demographic of manga they're like hey we're reaching out because we want to support you and how it came across to me just felt really unprofessional yeah, uh, if this was like a I, Twitter shit post, it'd be something completely different. But if since it's like an editor at Shoujo Beat, kind of putting off this like a little elitist, it seemed like at this and like a little like don't use the Shoujo Beat account as your personal account. Yeah, more or less is my thing. Yeah, like... for sure. And it just <laughs> it just seems like really when when you have somebody at the helm like that. It makes you kind like to me like look elsewhere like if this is the type of person that you're employing do I really want to like support you when we're trying to support like the the industry and to me that's like where it's, it's kind of like off putting and I I just I mean there's a reason why like the tweet was deleted and stuff like that it just seemed so out of character for a major publisher to say something like that or an editor someone who represents the publisher. Yeah. Just, especially for as long as they've done it yeah and like i get it like you like for someone like i'm assuming the person who is the editor has probably been reading slash watching like shoujo jose stuff like their entire life and they yeah. probably feel like a different level compared to other people because they have been supporting it for so long but that's more the minority and 
to me, it seems like a great opportunity to showcase what you have out there than rather than just like the new and up and coming stuff. While that stuff is great. Um, it's just, there's a, there's like a need for people to read classics. There's a reason why people still buy like Vagabond or Berserk or these older titles that are being reprinted because every day new people come into the market. And now you have this collective group of not just new people, but people who are in the market wanting to buy right now. If they, if you provide them with those resources and they're just like, well, you should have bought it in 95. And that just seems like a really off. Like, yeah, it's like the market share of manga in the United States was like hundreds of times less back then. And like, I get like a, a deluxe version where it's like a, like a one-time thing. I get printing that like a few times or one time, but like standard, like paperback print. I don't understand like the reason why you wouldn't want to try to reach out in that market and print just normal 999 manga volumes because you really don't need if like some random generic isekai can have two copies on Barnes and Noble like there's like a reason why there's only that many copies you could probably do that with certain shoujo and jose titles so it's just it's just frustrating to see like that market be so willing to put money into their pockets and they're just like no we'd rather reprint whatever or not print anything i guess they, they do print like newer stuff but yeah it, i mean it's like if you don't serve them then they're going to go spend money somewhere else like the shoujo fan base can spend money and does spend money on shonen stuff like you know just a large a large reason why some of these shonen are so popular nowadays i feel in america at least is because they're like women love a lot of these new shonen whether it's my hero demon slayer haikyuu jjk any of those popular ones to i mean i'm willing to bet a large reason why tokyo revengers is popular is because it's you know it's got husbandos for girls basically like (laughs) have you ever watched like those videos on youtube where they like interview japanese people like hey what anime are you watching have you ever seen like those videos by any chance no i haven't i'm Uh, curious it's kind of like the the like hey what are you listening to type of thing yeah 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 so there's like those in japan and like a lot of the time the the girls who are answering are saying either like jujitsu kaisen or um tokyo revengers like there's a market like you can you can tap into it you just have to go for it and then i i don't know how that views compared from um like western uh wants compared to like japanese wants but to me Mm -hmm. it just seems like it's a no-brainer especially for me i used to do like data analytics for years and to me like the numbers are all pointing to like we should invest in like reprinting red river like let's do it even if it's just a couple hundred thousand copies or something like that where each barnes and noble gets like four copies like i think qq sweeper volume one damn you yeah it's the only one i need i I think it's like worth like the investment to if it fails it fails but like that's part of like business like you have to test the waters and to me like i get they tested the waters back in 95 and it didn't do well but now we see this resurgence of collecting physical manga i think i saw something in like Barnes and Noble since 2022 has increased its uh, manga sales by 214%. Like the market is there. Like you can tap into it and it'd be interesting to see if it's like a matter of like space on the shelves. Like 
okay, we are allocated 150 series onto a shelf. Which one do we pick and choose? That would be something really interesting to see. But to me, it, it doesn't seem like why does the generic isekai, as soon as the anime come out, already have three volumes at Barnes & Noble? And then something, I mean, it's like really rare for like a shoujo to have multiple copies on the shelf. Like I'm lucky that Kageki Shoujo has seven volumes. Like I, I, I love that, but like. Unless your name like Fruits Basket. Yeah, like. right. But like even stuff like Sailor Moon isn't on like Barnes and Noble shelves. There's like the omnibuses, but like there's, there's really not much um div- like. Uh, selection to choose from on of these titles and i wish there was because i would personally buy if i saw barasa which is talked about all the time on twitter if i could go out and buy a box set or a volume a few for like a reasonable price i would do so and i know that's just my opinion but it seems like i'm not the only one in that boat it's basara by basara the way. sorry oh no worries i just don't want someone to like <laughs> go at you on twitter that shows that shows how much i know about it but like i want to know more about it i just agree i can't agreed. The, i want to i can't get the opportunity to do so i would love to be able to physically support these series but like the vast majority of them i pretty much have to settle for scanlations because i'm not going to spend twelve hundred dollars on a set of like 10 volumes exactly. or something like that yeah like i'm sorry the, the that's red... a down payment on a car yeah for sure <laughs> like i think i saw like the someone was selling like their entire like red river volume set i think it was like 20 some volumes but it was like 1400 dollars. it's like i i want i would love to collect that but i'm not spending 1400 dollars for 20 volumes sorry uh, and you know if they're gonna just sit on it then they should just give it to like indie publishers or something like that for the english releases like I feel like that's kind of a big thing nowadays is pe- like they're giving licenses for the English versions of printing to more diverse uh, uh, offerings and stuff. And I guess that just kind of shows that Viz is they're losing as far as the publishing stuff is going right now. Like mm-hmm. I feel like Seven Seas, Yen Press and Kodansha in general are just all doing better than a lot of this stuff at the moment. Yeah, um, I, I guess, are you familiar with, like, digital stuff as well? Because, like, I'm not super familiar if I could, like, go on, like, a Kindle and buy these as well. I feel like that's also... Yeah, you can. Okay. You can. Um, I, That's where I read the first volume of Queen, of uh, QQ Sweeper. Okay. I had to get it on the... You, so, if you have a Shonen Jump login, you can use that for the Viz app in general. And the Viz app also has, like, the digital Shoujo Beat stuff that's available okay, on there. Okay, gotcha. But you have to buy the shoujo beat stuff gotcha there's nothing on there for free for shoujo beat as far as i'm aware okay so like there are there are ways there are ways to consume it digitally and uh support digitally okay sure. that, that's good to know up next we got duran duran ron is ending duran duran I, I, whatever man fuck this it was not uh, hungry like the wolf that's for sure <laughs> duran duran is breaking up <laughs> Uh, I don't really have much to say about Duran Duran Ron. Like, it's fine, kind of. I guess it. It. I'm surprised it lasted as long as it did. I think it's like 38 chapters in, or something like that. Maybe. I saw the cover for it, and that was immediately. I just noped out of there. It's like I have no interest in reading this title at all. Not even like to the point where we're not even giving it a chance. And yeah, it's, it's like another supernatural battle shonen type deal, from what I understand. So. Yeah, if you're not into that sort of thing. 
Yeah, there are better offerings in the magazine for that. <laughs> and then uh, we got Dai Tokyo uh, Onio Midon is starting. It's a rom-com about a uh, demon girl getting married. It was previously a one-shot. Feels like it's kind of fulfilling that re dragon shaped gap we have going on right now, sadly. That, uh, that is a, a property that I will probably give a chance. Where yeah, same. It it has the it has what I'm looking for. The cover art looked pr like really nice as well. So I'm looking to see if that matches if the cover art matches what I'm going to see in the manga because I I haven't read the one shot, so I'm going in essentially blind. But it checks all the boxes for me where I at least check it out. Yeah. I think it's good to see Shonen Jump still diversifying what they got going on between like this Rui Dragon and Akane Banashi. Mm -hmm. Especially because if you notice, like some of the some more samey stuff that they've been doing kind of immediately sinks to the bottom of the TOC, as we'll talk about later. Yep. Uh, we got Land of the Lustrous ending soon, as well as Vinland Saga. I'm not sure if you've read the manga for either of these. I'm currently catching up with Land of the Lustrous. Got my manga right here. However, nice. I have not I have not read past where the, the anime ends, but it is on the plan to watch. Or sorry, the plan to read. And yeah, I mean it, it seemed like from when I watched the anime, it didn't seem like it was going to be like a long lasting series. So right now I think in English print we have eleven volumes. So I'm guessing it's probably gonna be like 13 volumes in total, which makes sense, I think, for the story, so... Um, where does it end in the, uh... Where does the anime end with volume? Uh, it ends in volume 5, I want to say? 4 or 5? Gotcha. So yeah, we have, like, we essentially have, like, another season of content if they want to ever make it, but... Maybe when Beastars is over? Yeah, maybe. Because Beastars has, like, what, one season left? Yep, we're getting one more season, and then we're donezo. Nice. I mean, not nice that it's, like, I'm nice. I'm glad that it's like getting fully adapted. I should say. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they change the ending because I know a lot of people did not like the ending of B Star. Yeah, I've heard mixed reviews of the yeah. ending, to say the least. It's and not, we also—it wasn't like it was like um, a consensus terrible, but like you said, mixed. Which which sucks because I really like B Stars, and I would love to see how it ends. Just because well, from the, what I understand, she was like really set on ending it at exactly 200 chapters or something like that. So that kind of like puts it in a bit of a bind, I suppose. Okay, you... that's hmm. Don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Again, that's just something I heard. I'm not sure if it's necessarily true. So okay. grain of salt, but it could be. So <laughs> heard it through the grapevine. Yeah, that's what a friend of mine who is a big B-Stars head said, and I, I trust him on it, but if uh, he's wrong, somebody let me know and I'll <laughs> mail him a box of, like, cockroaches or something like Perfect. that. Perfect. Um, and then we also got Vinland Saga ending soon. I actually just caught up with this last night. I was, like, four chapters behind, and I can kind of see how it'll be ending soon. I give it, like, 10 or 12 more chapters, probably. Oh, okay. How long was like Given the that farmland arc? The farmland arc, it was pretty long, honestly. Okay, it's one of the longer arc. Like that's definitely gonna give slight spoilers for the second season. That's definitely gonna be the whole second season is going to be farmland. Gotcha. I wasn't sure if it's yeah. like One Piece, where it's like, yeah, we have one arc left, and that arc is Wano, so it's like, okay, we still have four and a half years of content left. So no, there. Vinland has been in its last arc for a minute now, actually. Like, 
the thing that they set out to do, they've been doing it, is what I'll say. Gotcha. Sounds good. Yeah. And essentially, I think the final conflict kind of just started. Um, Thorfinn's morals are definitely getting tested a lot. Uh, or more by morals, I should say his like philosophy of nonviolence and stuff like that is getting tested a lot. It almost reminds me a lot of I don't know if you ever watched like Trigon. No, I haven't watched it. I, it was on the plan to watch. Then once I saw that it's getting remade by yeah. Orange, I was like, I'll just wait for it to come out. A big part of Trigon is the main antagonist. Well arguably main antagonist i'm not sure if he actually is knives like sort of challenging vosh the stampedes like militant pacifism by showing him like hey if you don't fight people like i will fucking kill people essentially <laughs> sure i always appreciate the kind of character that can like challenge a hopeful protagonist and like I don't know, you, like, you'll see this happen, it'll happen in uh, Golden Kamui at some point for you, I'm not sure if you've gotten to that point yet, but it's a really great scene, and, uh, yeah. I have not, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so, anyway, people should read Vinland Saga before it finishes, that shit's great. Buy it, too, it's in beautiful hardcover. Oh yeah, uh, those hardcovers are, ooh, those are nice. I wish, I wish yeah. more series had those, but, I mean, real, in real nice. Yeah, I mean, you got the Berserk ones. It's hard to beat those. Berserk is... Oh, let me... Speaking of super nice hardcovers, the the girl from the other side knew... Deluxe, still in the shrink wrap. Still in the shrink wrap. I'm gonna read it, don't worry. This Where'd you is, get it from? Uh, I bought this off Amazon, but this is gotcha. one of the nicest hardcovers I've ever seen in, like, my entire life. This is... It's so beautiful. It's... Like, the gloss from the gold on the cover is just... It feels That's so, seven C's, right? This is seven C's. Yeah, it feels so yeah. good just to hold my hand. Yeah, they've been they good. they are doing the best job at like printing. Like, yeah, they got quality the, special editions right now. Yeah, they did the Tokyo Avengers volume I showed off in the last episode too, which is really nice, like nice for a paperback for sure. Yeah, them and Dar like Dark Horse has the Berserk ones, but then they also have like um the Helsing ones are fantastic. And then they have, uh, was it like Sword and the Stranger or something like that? They have another one that's just beautiful hardcovers. I wish more people did that, especially like series that are like six to 12 volumes that I can get like five or six hardcovers. Oh, that I would love to add every single one of those to the collection. And that's another one that's going in, going up on yeah, the give shelves. Me some, give me some Call of the Night hardcovers or something like that. That'd be, oh, you could do so, so many cool things with just like the art is. I feel like it like stands out. It just feels so much better to hold in my hands. And that's why I like love owning physical manga. I love how it feels in yeah. my hands. And Same. these are no 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 exceptions to to perfection. Well, and also like you know we were talking about how hard it is to find some of these things nowadays. Like I don't know. I just I want to be able to read stuff whenever I can. And sometimes things get taken offline, and nobody can take my volumes away from me exactly. unless they physically take them from me yes someone go dox jay and steal all of his manga please don't <laughs> uh in other news we got uh lycoris recoil getting a manga adaptation uh the anime is recommended by famous video game maker hideo kojima uh who made metal gear solid for those of you who might not know I would love this in hardcover because it's probably going to be four volumes, probably three, four volumes. Shouldn't be too much. And you could maybe do it in one big old omnibus. And I'd 
I'd spend thirty. I'd even take like a little box set, even. Yeah, a little baby box set. Like they do with like a Quince. Quince has their box set broken up into two. And oh, that'd be cool. I would I would love to own just like a little baby box set. People, I need more people on this show. I know it's like one of the most popular things right now, but I hardly ever see anybody on my timeline like talking about it or anything. Because I guess it's not quite as flashy as a lot of other stuff, but goddamn, if it's not just good fun, not it like you'd think it would be very fan servicey just by like looking at it. Like you think they would be like weird about it, but they're really not. Like it's pretty respectful most of the time. Um. Like we said, the most fan service we got from the la- in one of the last episodes was like the somebody handstand. like a the handstand and also like the um whenever uh Chisato was admiring Takina. Like that happened as well. And like it was done in a respectful, like female gaze sort of way. So very different than a lot of the other fan service we're used to seeing. I'm very appreciative of this show. I'm glad that it's getting some shine online and stuff like that. Yeah, it does a great job of bordering, adding fan service for like the eyes to see, but also being respectful in the same way. It's it's a great balance, and I mean it it gets people talking about it. Our Discord talks about it like every Saturday. It's it's a great show, and I'm really intrigued to see how the art. Like whoever does the art for it, if it if it pops, maybe it'll be better than the because the anime is pretty good looking uh, in terms yeah. of visuals. So it'll be interesting to see who they do for the art for it and see how it looks. Because something like because this is an anime original, so they they kind of have some like freedom to do how the the art that they want to. Kind of like how the Baka Monogatari manga is doing it. It is a little oh, bit yeah. more unique compared to. Even though the anime is super unique, the the artist definitely put their own twist onto the art, and it is stunning. It might the, yeah. Oh, great is a fantastic artist. Yeah, the manga art might actually be better than the anime art, which is saying that's a lot the person who did Air Gear, right? I I never touched. Yeah, Air that Gear. that is the person who did Air Gear. Okay, yeah, it yeah. looks wonderful. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how these anime or anime originals that get adapted into manga turn out because sometimes they're they're clones like uh darling in the franks was very um, copy paste from the anime and then something like bakemonogatari was very unique and had their own twist on the art it is the manga is being done by yasunori bison who is if you ever heard of towa no Kwon, it's a uh short film series i believe um they did that and it looks pretty good. I think that they should do a pretty solid job with it. Yeah, um, I will probably buy. I'll probably buy it just because I enjoy the anime so much. Just to have it yeah. in the collection. Uh, yeah, if it gets an English release, which oh, hopefully I'm, it should. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming it will. And then uh, we also got Undead Unluck confirmed to be getting an anime. I don't think we got a studio announced yet, but we did we get did. an anime. Co- we did. Who yeah. is it? It's David. Oh yeah, never I forgot. Never, you, I predicted that you shit. Predicted yeah, your last episode. You were you yeah. Ran Sorry, I have terrible memory. No, I also. Which was, I mean, you. I I didn't even think about David. You mentioned it on the last episode. I was like, oh, they're perfect for it. And then yeah, it, the prophecy was fulfilled, and now David is doing Undead Luck. So I'm I'm jacked. I I hope we get like 24 episodes. It'll be interesting to see how much we get. Super hyped for that. Um. I don't know. I think David has the potential to really, like, kind of zhuzh up 
the anime for compared to the manga, if that makes sense. No, for sure. Like, not to hate on the manga's art style or anything like that, but I feel like it could get a lot out of that crispy animation that David is more than capable of if you've seen, like, Fire Force, as well as some of the more fluid parts of JoJo. Like, they're definitely not afraid to get weird with it. And what I like about David is that they're gr just great at adapting. They're a good adap adaptation studio. Like, I mean, I've said before that I think they would do a great... <laughs> they would do Berserk Justice, and I think that they'll definitely do Undead Unlock Justice as well. Well, if you could manifest that next time, that would be wonderful. <laughs> no. I'm beaming it into the CEO of David Productions' head. I'm sure he would or you know, I shouldn't assume the CEO is a man. I'm sure they would love that to do Berserk. But, you know, maybe once it Berserk ends, we might get an anime announced again. I think they're kind of nervous about ever doing it again after 2017. Yeah, they I mean, they look how they massacred my boy. They they Who was it who it. did that? Uh like four degrees celsius or something like that the studio is called some like some nobody yeah some like random cg studio that i don't even know exists anymore yeah they uh they ruined that real bad it's so sad that's so sad yeah. oh no it was leading films uh i don't know if they're an animation studio it's a Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah, that was the production, and then Gimba was the animation. Oh, yes. Yeah. The only, they've unknown. only done the magnificent Kotobuki, besides for that. No idea. Uh, but I don't know what this is either, so. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. Yep, it That's does. That's terrible. As a berserker, you know, it's know, awful. Yeah, I know I'm really in time to say this. Like, this is very topical like you know people are still talking about 2017 berserk five years later so uh yeah it's, we also got a it's a meme sorry it's a meme bro I, it, yeah just watching some of those scenes is just like it, it's like the ghost, one it's where, like ghost stories dub but like not funny the one where B guts like i almost called him berserk the <laughs> one where guts just like turns around and walks away and he's just like moving up and down on yeah. the camera it's like jesus christ and they also <laughs> berserk 97 adapts gold the golden age in 24 episodes or 25 episodes and then it's like oh you know this next arc that's like twice as long let's do it in 12 it's just like god damn it <laughs> horrible awful horrible horrible we also got quite a few leaks uh, this week, which was interesting for potential anime. Um, some of these are a bit more concrete than others, so we'll start, we'll kind of do them in order, uh, most likely. So, up first, we got Friarin at the funeral, Love or it. Friarin Beyond Journey's End, yeah, they as changed it's called the, in. Yeah, the English, yeah. I think Friarin at the funeral is a lot better of a title, personally, but Beyond, Journey, Beyond Journey's End is good, too. I wonder if it's um, like... Uh... They did some like testing, and it's like, which name sounds better? And most people are like they want to read a, a story about a funeral. Beyond yeah. Journey's End definitely sounds more like an adventure. Yeah, they probably wanted to play more or, around more with the um, like people love the D and D party aspect yes. of it in the West. I'm sure. Who would you want to animate this? Is my question. Great question. I saw people talking about this online. I would want studio white fox they do uh re-zero re-zero yeah. yeah i thought white fox seems right up that that alley of uh adventure fantasy style with some like cool magic and fights every now and then 
Uh, yeah, I th- I'm a, I'm a lean white fox for this one. I think Brain's base would do a great job with this too. Actually, studio behind uh, Natsumi's Book of Friends, Dorara, To Your Eternity, Hollow uh, and Spice. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, they Spice definitely have. Wolf, I should say. Yeah, I, I guess I would definitely think it's more. It's definitely more To Your Eternity than ReZero. I would say in terms yeah. of story. So yeah, th- that seems like a pretty solid choice. Yeah, I, I don't, but, I wouldn't mind that at all. Yeah, I think they could still do some of the like, because it is a series that should have some moments of like Sakugo with the magic and stuff like that when Friarin is flexing and whatnot. Yeah, chapter twenty one, one of my favorite manga pa- panels of all time, could be goaded. Just that that scene could stand out. You just need the right animation studio to to show to showcase that like the brilliance of that manga panel essentially i think that whoever voice acts friar and that could be a, a career defining role if they do it properly as well yep it, it's one of those characters where for the most most times she's like shy i should say shy but um, she's more reserved, reserved than shy. but when she opens up to people she's very um silly like her her whole thing is when she does missions she wants to be paid in spells, but the spells could be anything. They could be the spell could be how to turn like green mushrooms blue. She would want that as a reward. She wants to know that spell. So she has like this silliness side to her mage persona where but Big also nerd. huge nerd. But at the same time, when things get serious, she gets serious. And yeah, yeah it'd be great to see. I, I I can't really think of a VA right now, but I think it could be a because this, this series sells like hotcakes in Japan. I think it's at like eight volumes and it has like nine million sold, uh, which says a lot. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing when this does get animated that hopefully it blows up in popularity. I don't think it's a... Yeah, I, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it now just so it's, it's on the record. I think this will like do spy family numbers just based off yeah. of what I've seen. Like I, it I went, agree. I think when the anime drops in... A new volume gets released, you'll see it hit one million in sales for a volume, a new volume. She'll be the like girl of the year and whatever. Like if it's done well, she'll be girl of the year for when it gets adapted to. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it's it's a great story. If you're a fan of like Lord of the Rings or like these fantasy adventures. I shouldn't I shouldn't compare it to Lord of the Rings, but think of like fantasy adventure with like um like a ragtag team of like newbies type of thing. It's a fantastic story. The current arc that we are on right now is mind-blowingly good. It is such a good... I don't want to spoil it, but I really want to spoil it at the same time. Essentially, there's a character who is immortal and is having a hard time understanding that concept and how he views himself, whether he is like evil or good or like what he should do with essentially the power that he has is a great internal conflict that I don't see in anime or manga. And it's, it's just, it just keeps getting better and better as, as this person reflects along with um, Friar and herself, because she is essentially like the most powerful mage of the land. So it's a great dynamic between these two just incredible characters. And I, we wouldn't get it for the anime, but God damn, if you are reading it, you need to catch up. It is so good catch up soon it's oh. i got a few other i got so much stuff i need to catch up on it, it, it's because uh, for like in terms of friar and i love the beginning arc the middle was okay and uh where we're at now it's just been like 
leaps and bounds above what we've read. So it's like if you if you get hooked on the first part, just keep keep going through it because it it sets up to be an incredible story. Yeah, definitely agree with that. Um, I think that there's a certain moment really early on that will be like near the equivalent of Rock Lee dropping his weights that will happen, if you know what I mean no, by that. I, see, I view it that way. I, I think that I think people might think that's preposterous, but to me, it's like one of the best manga panels I've ever seen in my entire life. It just, it's set, what, it, 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 it Are you talking life, about like, the one that got edited in the manga club we did? Or are you talking about yeah, the yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, okay. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I, got you. I love that scene. It, it, it's I, an insane I, scene. I think it's so powerful. It, it's just so good. It, read Friar in if you haven't, people. It's it's wonderful. Yeah, definitely read Friar in. Uh, we also got Mission Yozakura Family uh, got leaked that it's probably going to have a manga. Or an anime, anime as yeah. a manga, obviously. Um, I actually haven't really looked into this too much. Let me go ahead and pull up a description for people who all, don't. All know I know is Rifle it. said something that it had like panty shots and stuff. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> so, high school student Taiyo Asano has been socially inept ever since his family died in a car crash. The only person he can properly interact with is his childhood friend Musumi Yozakura, the head of the world's strongest family of spies. Musumi's eldest brother. Koichiro Yozakura has been overprotective of her ever since he once rendered her severely injured. His love for Mitsumi is lethal, and Taiyo is his next target. To survive, Taiyo must marry Mitsumi and become a member of the Yozakura family. Thrown headfirst into chaos, Taiyo begins his journey to become a powerful spy in order to protect his wife and, and uncover the dark secrets of his past and the Yozakura family. Honestly, that doesn't sound. That sounds kind of decent. Sounds like Nisekoi. Like, I've never heard of Nisekoi. Well, actually, I have heard of Nisekoi. I just don't know much about it. Is what I should Nisekoi say. Nisekoi is like uh, two rival Yakuza families have their um, kids uh, essentially marry each other while they're still in high school to like sever t or to like bond, like to stop the the conflict between each other type of thing. But like it has it has to deal with like the Yakuza and stuff. But that's more of like a harem rom com. This one seems a little. Is the anime good for Nisekoi? No. Okay, oh, well, sounds, okay. It has like a seven point six. It has a it has a go read the manga ending, so uh, that that's why I say no. But it it gotcha. is kind of like it, it's like a it's like a harem staple essentially, which isn't gotcha. saying much. But yeah, no, it really isn't because I'm sure Rent a Girlfriend is considered a harem staple. Unfortunately, nowadays. yes. <laughs> uh, I had somebody telling me to read that today. I wasn't sure if he was memeing or not. But, uh, I, I, I for for the sake of your psyche, I hope they were joking. He he's an epic memer a lot of the time, <laughs> so I think maybe he was memeing because he called it the Better Call Saul of harem anime. Or, okay, yeah, yeah let, let's pump the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> you see, uh, Kazuya is a lot like Saul Goodman in the way that uh, both of them are pathetic. So <laughs> one is a a character I enjoy having on screen; the other one I want to. Yeah. Hopefully the rounds or something. Yeah. Oh god, hopefully. <laughs> and then we also got and this is large grain of salt compared to the other one. It's mostly based off of a Twitter follow as well as one leaker who tweeted a UFO and a cow symbol. Uh we believe that people have reason to believe Don to Don is going to be getting an adaptation by Studio Wit. Um me and Pete talked about this a little bit before the pod. 
Wit would not be the worst studio to do it. I had some strong, some somewhat strong words about it. I was being a bit hyperbolic. Uh, I would, I don't know. I just think that like the non my hero side of Bones would do a fantastic job with it, like the mob psycho part of it, it something like that. I don't know. I mean, that makes perfect sense. Don Don is very mob psycho-esque especially in the fight scenes and i think also in terms of the dialogue as well it's it's kind of silly it has its moments i think don don's a little bit more silly compared to mob yeah. psycho if that's if that per- part of bones did it that would probably be my number one but well what isn't is the like isn't the is it mob like a lot sillier in the manga compared to the anime didn't they kind of like chase like change a bit of it uh, not that they made it i'm not saying they made it bad or anything like that because i've heard like they, for instance they made regan a lot sexier at the end i mean he is a sex icon yeah i mean they turned him into that <laughs> i well i think that there's a couple of things one the art of mob psycho is terrible yeah i mean the web comic yeah. the the manga is significantly better than that so um yeah It'd be interesting. There's, I think there's a couple studios that, that would do it. I think Wit, while not my number one choice, they have had, in the last few years, have been like absolutely on fire. They did Vivi, which was incredible. Great Pretender, Spy Family, Vinland Saga, uh, Ranking of Kings. Like they, they haven't missed in a while. And one thing for sure is that the animations for all of these have been spectacular. So... I think it's a solid choice. It wouldn't be my number one, but it would be interesting to see what they do with the project because I know Wit Wit set up another studio inside of their own studio, essentially like another team to do more uh, lesser known shows to showcase. And that's what like Ranking of Kings was. Uh, Don very popular in Japan, getting more and more popular in America. I think it'll be way more popular once it gets an English publication. I think it was confirmed that it's getting one too. So I think what, yeah, what good, good studio to do this. Not the best, not the worst. Yeah. That's about where I've that, like, after some thought, that's kind of where I fell on it too. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that. But I think that we'd probably be waiting a bit. Like it only has like 60 chapters or so made, which is enough for one season, mind you, but I don't know. Yeah, like, do they want to make this season and then wait three years and do season two? Or do they want to wait for it to have a couple hundred chapters out and then pull the trigger on it? I can see yeah. that. I think, I feel like it's probably going to be the, they'll make a 12-episode season and then, like, three years later we'll get the second season. I think that's kind of where yeah. I'm leaning. I think they, like, it's pretty average for uh, that sort of thing to get, like, to have like 90 or so chapters before the first uh mm-hmm. season of anime i find um but dun dun dun, or dun 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 has uh it succeed it surpassed a lot of expectations already so maybe they try to push it along a bit faster to advertise the manga more yep i think it's at like i think the last episode we said it was at like 1.7 million copies which is good so i could it could it do like a chainsaw man s thing where because I think a lot of people who like Chainsaw Man are going to really like Don to Don. For sure. And I 100%. think they get eyes I mean, on the he prize. Was a, he was an assistant for Chainsaw Man and whatnot. That, so. makes, that makes sense. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so that's it for the news. Pretty 
small news week, honestly. Um, we got some reprints that are coming out, including all of the volumes of Pun Pun are getting reprinted, which is sick. Those come in some pretty nice hardcovers, as far as I'm aware, too. They are. I, I can't grab them right now. I have I have them behind me, but they are really nice, which is great because it took me forever to find some of those volumes, and they're really hard to find even now, but getting a reprint is wonderful. Yep. And we also got Welcome to Demon School, uh, Arumakun getting a uh, reprint. I've heard a lot of good stuff about so this, good. honestly. It's so good. It, if you like Saturday morning cartoons and you're a kid, this is the this is the now Saturday morning cartoon. It is a hilarious, fun, good time show. It's I can't recommend it enough. It's getting a third season, I think, next season as well. It's this shit does numbers too. Yeah, it's really like, popular in Japan. It's not that popular in America in terms of manga. I think I think the anime is pretty popular, but I think in terms of yeah. manga, it doesn't sell like anywhere near as it does in Japan. Because I think in Japan it has like it's in the millions of copies sold and it's yeah every every yeah. new volume is like like five six hundred thousand so yeah it's pretty popular and then uh we also as you mentioned earlier uh we are getting potential reprints of mushishi great teacher onizuka and uh genshiken which i am so hyped about mushishi and gto getting reprinted i would love to have some physical copies of gto especially Same. I, I love GTL. I would love to collect it, and if they get it reprinted, I'm 100% buying it. Hell yeah. And Mushishi would be sick, too. I've never actually read the Mushishi manga, but I'm sure it's solid. Yeah. Mushishi, just from what I saw, I'd rather watch it. I think that that's, like, an, with Ayashikis, I really enjoy the ambiance with, like, the music itself. Where yeah. The, I'm sure the manga definitely portrays, like, the emotion that it's trying to put out, but I'm a big fan of healing anime, not healing manga. Makes sense. I I can definitely understand that. And then uh, we got a couple sales updates. Aoyashi has 15 million copies in circulation. That is selling and... like hotcakes. Yep. It's insane. It's it's doing like, I, I know it has like 20 some volumes right now, but it's doing like 2 million a month right now. It's wild. The anime really gave it a large boost Anime's honestly really solid if you're a fan of sports anime it is it's probably the best soccer anime i've watched which isn't saying much because i think a lot of the sports or the soccer animes are pretty mediocre i think like people resonate with like captain tsubasa but mm -hmm. that hasn't really done well in the west i think the newest captain tsubasa was a cg movie so it's isn't that the one you watched I didn't, I never watched I never watched all of Captain I've watched some of Captain Subasa but I oh you're thinking of the Prince of Tennis movie oh yeah one, yeah yeah Whoops. which is so, similar a vibes. masterpiece it is a similar vibes <laughs> the Prince of Tennis movie they he gets isekai'd and it is a crime drama about <laughs> tennis it's incredible he gets isekai'd he gets, uh, he gets okay he, I guess technically time traveled but like well. It, it, it's hit or miss. It, it, could, it could technically be Isekai. We don't really know, but more time travel than Isekai, I would probably lean, but it is wild, wild. But yeah, Alashi, great, great sports anime. I've never touched the manga. I don't know if it has an English publication, to be honest, so I haven't really seen it on the shelves if it does, but yeah, check out Alashi if you're a fan of sports anime. And then we also got Parasite by Hitoshi Iwaki has hit 25 million copies, and so 
are in uh, circulation. Which, honestly, I should check this out. I enjoy the anime mostly because the OP is a ridiculous slapper. Yep. Uh, I've heard a lot of good things about the manga. It's a little bit hard to get a hold of in the United States, though, especially some of the earlier volumes. So I'll have to look around for that. That it's I saw the cover for it and it reminded me of like old school, like Devil Man, where the yeah. anime is a little bit more polished. It seemed like Definitely so. I was, I was a little that. confused when I saw the the cover. I'm like, that's Parasite. Like, I am way more intrigued to read the manga than watch the anime because the the manga looked like a horror like that it it definitely had that gravitas of creepiness like i see in devil man compared to when i saw the anime cover it just looks like i don't know a stereotypical monster anime or something like that i've never seen the anime it's like a it's like a body horror Mm -hmm. type deal he's got like a alien parasite inside of him that he talks to and shit but like the manga seemed like it'd be more gruesome yeah based off what i saw on the cover so i would that makes sense if that ever got reprinted i would probably buy that too and uh we got togen anki has reached 1.65 million copies for volumes 1 through 10 i know that i've heard decent things about it it's got some pretty good covers too um i don't know not really my thing i know Krissa enjoys this series a lot it's about got people who make like weapons out of their blood or something like that reminds me of like the premise reminds me of Dead Man Wonderland, if you've ever heard sure. of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, the, that Dead Man Wonderland does nothing for me. I've read the premise for Togenaki and it was like, nah, pass. Yeah, I don't really blame you there either. <laughs> and then uh, car racing manga MF Ghost yes, by Initial D creator Shigeru Shuichi has three point seven million copies in circulation for volumes one through fifteen. Uh watching the anime specifically for the euro beat uh i believe yeah. it's coming out next year the, for this for a- mf ghost mf ghost is getting an anime next year oh hell I, yeah okay i'm pretty sure it's next year but it's been announced that it's getting an anime and hell they, yeah. they are, i didn't know that and they already announced that it's going to have a full euro beat soundtrack so just oh, just because of that gonna be going nuts yeah, gonna just, be going nuts just because, like if we can get another running in the 90s or something from this from this anime, I'm gonna lose it. I love Eurobeat. I, I love it. So I'm gonna much. be here for the memes people are going to release of cars doing ridiculous things to the soundtrack of this mm. show coming out. The the cool thing about MF Ghost though is that the art style looks like it's still in like the 80s. So yeah, if you want a modern retro manga, it's really interesting how he does the art style. But for me, I'm going to be watching the anime. Word. Yeah, I might wait for the anime too if it really is just coming out next year. Thinking about it, but Running we'll see. In the nineties, have you watched all of? Have you watched like the initial D series and stuff like I that? I have watched. I think there's like a recap movie that I've seen like two of. So I yeah. there's still like I think I've covered like twenty percent of initial D's content. So I I got a live action D. I got a DVD of the live action and like a mystery grab bag Ooh. I bought the other day. So. I, like, Initial D feels like one of those where, like, that's reasonable to make a live action out of. That's just street racing. Yeah, like, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I I, I like the anime. It, it didn't, since there's a decent amount out there, it, it didn't hook me enough where I wanted to finish it. Yeah. But if it is, as, like, a seasonal watcher, I can watch an episode a week of MF Ghost, like, for sure. 100%. 
And uh, yeah, so lots of really good reprints, lots of good sales milestones being hit this week. I'm like I said, I'm most excited for those uh, reprints. I think it's super important that people go out and buy those if they do happen. So it shows Kodansha that, you know, the because Kodansha, honestly, out of all the Japanese publishers, they've been the most like wanting to work with the Western market, mostly because of the success of Attack on Titan. Like they realized that it's something that can truly be like tapped into and you should listen to your Western base at least a little bit when it comes to reprints and stuff. Yeah. Which is I, nice. I think GTO is a great um Western style show. Yeah. It has a lot of things that people look for that would sell well here. Definitely agree with that too. And you know, it might introduce like a whole new generation of people to GTO, which is such an iconic anime and manga, honestly. One of the greatest delinquent mangas of all time yeah it's i mean i've read i think i've read like a third of it and it's it's one of the funniest manga i've ever read but at the same time it does like the mob cycle thing too where like the themes that they're telling in the story are like real themes but they do it in like a really funny and over-the-top manner because he's like this yaku essentially former yakuza delinquent guy turned a uh, high school science teacher and so that premise alone is hilarious and just the things that they get into, but they deal with a lot of like interesting stuff, like how they handled bullying in like the first couple of chat or first um, like arc was really well done where I felt the emotion of it, but at the same time I laughed my ass off. So it's a great story. There's just a lot of panty shots in it. It's definitely, you can definitely tell it was made in like the eighties and nineties yeah. for, for that style of like etchy, but the story itself is great. Would definitely recommend it myself as well. Yes. Let's move on to what we've been reading. And we can also cover what we've been watching this week as well. Ooh, all right. So you've been reading anything in particular? Uh, let's see. I got fully caught up to Oshinoko. Big fan Christ. of where that is going in the manga. I think it's I think it's saying I still need to catch up. It, it's setting itself up. I wasn't a big fan of the last arc for us. high. I think the last arc was like the first miss for me where I was been really high on Oshinoko. The last arc wrapped up uh, maybe like four or five chapters ago, and I thought it was okay. It was like a seven out of ten arc. and But mm -hmm. what they set up for, for what's going on now, I think is probably going to turn into my favorite arc. So, so huge, huge fan of that. Answer me this one thing mm -hmm. as someone who... Let me tell you exactly what chapter I'm on. I can look at my mail and tell you real quick. Okay. So I am on chapter... It should be one of the first ones. It is... Isn't it weird Oshinoko gets to be the first one on a lot of people's mouths because it puts a fucking quotation yeah. mark yeah, quotation around it? Yeah. I'm on, damn, I was only on chapter, like, 79 or so. Okay, so you're you're, so I'm you're wrapping up, you'll be wrapping up the arc in a few chapters. Okay, gotcha. Tell me, is it going to be a ruby arc? It, see, this is what they always do. Is where they, they always promise us a ruby they arc. They promise us the pisses ruby arc, me off. And then she's showcased in like the first two chapters, and then she and then she dizzles away. So far, and then she asks Big Brother to fucking do some shit, yeah. and he's got to break bad or whatever the fuck. I I have my fingers crossed really tight that from what Ruby has been showcased that she stays on. So right now, I'm like. 35 percent sure it's a ruby arc gotcha i've heard mim cho has been showing up a she lot has. More too which which i'm a big fan of she i has, love mim cho she has a couple cool scenes so far where she's kind of she's she's getting a little curious i'm a big fan of that 
Um, nice. What else like, I- curious about what what's going on with them? Yeah. I, I, I think oh she, shit. She's getting a little fascinated with um with Ruby in general, and she may have seen something that maybe she shouldn't have type of thing. See, um, I see. Uh, Cobb on Berserk, as always. We we're now on a I think we're on like a month break before the next chapter. That was one of the best Berserk chapters I've ever read. I also started reading this spicy um manga called Game Between the Suits. Uh, it is a like a office based romance, but it it does really something really fun that I haven't seen in manga, where it deals with fuck buddies. And how they deal with professional life because they're co-workers, but they're not in a relationship. And it's a little, it's a little spicy, a little, what's it called? Like soap opera-esque. Yeah. So if you are a fan of like domestic girlfriend or... So it's like melodramatic is what you would say. Melodramatic and a little, I don't want to say it's like unrealistic, but they definitely like raise they definitely like take something in like a real situation like fuck buddies but then they make it way more drama heavy but it's fun it's spicy if you're looking for something spicy i recommend game uh between the suits and i think as of that i have fully caught up on koro oto tamare which is probably my favorite ongoing manga right now that shit is just absolutely incredible it has two seasons of an anime. If you want to go, check is that it out. like a? Isn't that like a band thing? Yeah, they play. They play the kono, which is a traditional uh, string instrument. You like lay it down. It has like all of them. There's like them. so. I was gonna say there's like twelve people yeah, that I so, saw in that so, picture. You so said. how they change it is based off the length of it is how the sound changes. Uh, so okay. there's some people that play like the short string and the long string, and I was a little nervous to see how that a music anime would get translated into a manga and because i love the anime the music is so good but the manga holy shit it is so good if you want if you're a fan of um like group settings in uh anime or manga whether it's like a sports team or like a club this is honestly the best i have it at a 10 like i think it's just it's mind-blowing how good it is i'm shocked that it's labeled as a shonen because there are so many shoujo tendencies and when i see People talk about it on Twitter. It's a lot of the shojo fans. So if you're a fan of, if you're looking for something new and you're, it's just good. If you're a fan of music anime, just go ch- or music manga. Check out Kona Oto Tamari. I I love it. And yeah, I think that's about it really. Oh, and then I caught up to a sign of affection, which is my favorite ongoing romance uh, manga right now. Yeah, for me, it was mostly just catching up on a lot of the Shonen Jump stuff. So caught up on Chainsaw Man. I'm liking the direction that it's going. Uh, local Chainsaw Man hater Miles was even liking the new direction that uh, Chainsaw Man was going as far as, like, character-wise. Yeah, do you, he know, appreciated why, you know why, though? Because Dingy yeah, because wasn't, Dingy. On <laughs> wasn't on screen. And I mean, spoiler alert, but Dingy did show up again this week. Yep. Still... Uh, remains to be seen whether or not we will whether or not we'll pa- kind of pass the POV on to him. I'm not sure if we will at this point. I think we got we'll get at least a few more with uh like Yoru and uh I can't remember the other girl's name. Yeah, I think I'm but, three uh, chapters behind. So Yeah. I'll I mean that that'll take you like twenty five seconds yeah. to read. No kidding. Uh caught up on <laughs> 
still huffing hard copium with Tokyo Avengers, hoping that they can that he can Captain Phillips this uh, <laughs> plane crash of an ending in some ways. I'm not a, like okay. I'm the local Tokyo Avengers defender. I'm not gonna even lie. Like I just I enjoy the series in a lot of ways. I'm, I don't think it's perfect. I have it at like an eight or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I think that the 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 circle jerk of hate around it is a bit intense at times, mm-hmm. especially with the anime and shit. Like it's popular for a reason. Yeah. You know, it's not terrible. Like you'd swear it was the worst thing ever with the way people <laughs> talk about it. So um, true. I don't, I won't talk too many spoilers about Tokyo Avengers, but Takamichi is currently fighting uh, somebody he should not be fighting. There are a few guesses. I know that narrows it down quite a bit, but it seems like he might be developing a sort of, uh, sort of um, future sight sort of deal in combat now. Like that, that's where his oh, time abilities are kind of going. Uh, okay. Um, as somebody who's anime only, I kind of like that. It make it kind of makes sense whenever you think like the way they've expanded his powers in the manga before, like they kind of expanded it to like a that so Raven style vision <laughs> at points. <laughs> Unironically, though, like it's I'm a hard. It it really was a that so Raven style vision, and it like. If you think about it, if Raven would have honed her ability, she probably could have been a combat precog and just, like, owned her entire universe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm power scaling that, so Raven. I love it. Who's got a, who's got a problem with it? The only people... She could solo the Disney Channel verse besides Wizards of Waverly Place. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Yo, spitting right now. Selena Gomez doesn't even have hands like that, as no. far as I'm aware. Uh... What was that? Yeah, I've also been read. I read Akane Banashi, which, I mean, that shit's just good as always. We're kind of reaching... We're reaching the part of the manga that we've all been wanting to reach at the moment, so I'm excited to see where it goes after that. Because she's kind of, like, in the room right now, getting ready to, like, tell the guy who exiled her father from Rakugo off, or at least ask him why he did it and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So once that chapter comes out, I'm super excited to see where it goes from there. Because, like, this is a series that Shonen Jump is not going to want to let go of. It's doing very well. as And, I don't know, it just has a lot of potential. So, I'm enjoying that a lot. Also caught up on JJK. I was, like, three or four chapters behind. Mostly because it's just been a lot of fights lately, which I understand. Because it's basically, it's more or less like a tournament slash battle royale arc. So it makes sense that there would be a lot of fights. But... I just don't feel the need to necessarily be week to week whenever it's a lot of like raw fights, more or less. Even though the fights are cool, it's like I don't have to read this as soon as it comes out, more or less. I actually like reading them in like batches because yeah, you have a yeah. Sometimes it's like especially with fights, I want to see like the whole fight in like a sitting or two. Where week to week, it's kind of hard to kind of makes it go more in motion than mm-hmm. like just reading week to week. I definitely agree with that. And I mean, there are some series that I just only read when new volumes come out. And honestly, volume reading is pretty sick. I love it. Like it's a it's a pretty cool way to read manga. Actually, yeah, I'm a huge fan of it. I like reading like sitting down, reading six, seven chapters, and be like, if yeah. I wasn't like online, that would be the only way that I read, mon- yep. read manga. I, I think. agree. And uh, aside from that, also try been 
catching up somewhat on Sakamoto days. It's not completely grasping me yet, but I'm still kind of early on. So gotta let it, gotta let the engine get going, you know? Gotcha. And I'm also planning to start blood on the track soon because I got the first volume. Nice. And I've heard lots of good things. I actually, I got Hastic to, rec to start reading it before I even did. And I recommend it to somebody else too because I don't know. It's it's one of those psychological thrillers that I see everybody put on like their top tens in the manga on manga Twitter. So I'm pretty excited to read that. It's heavy stuff though for anybody listening. So just just as a warning, it goes into a lot of uh, very graphic subjects and stuff like that. And uh, what what have you been watching this week, Pete? Tell me what your highlights have been. If you are not watching Made in Abyss Season 2, you are missing out on one of the best shows from this year. It is... If you thought Season 1 was fucked up, Season 2 takes it to a whole nother level. But they do such a great job at mixing like the beauty of life and adventure and friends with the hard struggle of discovering essentially like a new land and it's been such a ride it is going to be more than likely my top like three of the year i'm leaning right now it is just an absolute treat please watch just me the birdie wing Bur birdie wing i mean birdie wing is like it's one of those shows where it's so good it wouldn't be fair if we put it into the conversation of all the other shows so like Pretty Birdie true. Wing wins the Birdie Wing Award, like because it's just so good. And then we have everything if, else. If you were to line up all the manga this year from one end of the earth to the other in a line of greatest to worst, Birdie Wing would not even be in that line. Birdie Wing would be a shining star on the horizon for other manga anime to look at and hope that maybe one day they could reach out and grasp at Birdie Wing. Yes. But exactly. they can't. It's too hot for them. They nearly <laughs> burn to a crisp. Other than Made in Abyss, which just fucking peak, Shadow's House Season 2 has been so good, especially... Is just, the ED as much of a slapper as the last it's one? It's good. Um, So the, the chick who did the ED last year is doing the OP for this season. Well, I, I think both the OP and ED are good. I mean, nothing compares to 9-9 like last year. Uh, so yeah, Shadow's House, if you watch season one, you'll love season two. Lycoris Recoil, we talked about earlier, that anime is just a whole bunch of fun. And yeah, uh, other than that, in terms of, like, standout shows, oh, since you watch it, uh, episode seven of Tokyo Mew Mew was awful. I thought they, I've been loving this season, and episode seven just killed it for me. It was so bad. I'm so what upset. That? What happened to that episode? I'm not sure. That's it might be a week behind. That's when Ichigo transformed in front of her boyfriend, and her boyfriend's just like, who are you? I'm like, what do you mean, who are you? You were just talking to your girlfriend, and she transformed into a cat. So, <laughs> big, big, big problem with the episode 7 of Tokyo Mew Mew. He also is the one that, like, gave her the collar and yes. shit like that, too. Yeah. Weird. Prob fucking weirdo. Problematic. And, yeah, yeah, definitely problematic. Don't don't put your kink in public like that, For sure. weirdo. Yeah, and then I'll be finishing Golden Kamui and starting Summertime Render. So what 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 has happened? And we'll do some Golden Kamui spoil talk spoiler talk for season three. So if you don't want to hear that, skip forward like two or three minutes. So what the, just happened where you're at? The the newest 
episode of Golden Combo that I watched is we saw the backstory of those Jap the three Japanese people in I think they're in Russia. And then they're like the the photography episode. Yeah, that was uh Sophia uh Wilk and Kiro, right? Yeah. So we got yeah. we got to see some of that backstory and did they finish that backstory? Uh, so yeah, they they did where they they went their separate ways and then we saw like Asripa and the gang about to cross the ice path to get to Russia. Did you see what happened with the photographer yet? Like did he do his reveal uh, all, yet? All we saw well we saw some of it. We saw some but like at the end of his last scene is like he's holding like his wife and dead kid. Yeah. And then he like takes off his glasses and then that kind of like cuts away. So that's the last oh. we saw of him. So I'm assuming he's about to go goblin mode somewhere. I don't know. Maybe you might have. I think you may have missed the reveal that they did there by accident. But if you didn't, I well, don't want to spoil it is. for like, you. They, they show who he actually is. Yeah, yeah. that was in, that was an insane reveal for me. One of the best. Yeah, that was that was great. And yeah, we'll see him maybe go goblin mode elsewhere. But yeah, it's more of. We saw that whole storyline and then them crossing the ice bridge to Russia. Yeah. Oh, man. Gordon Conway will be so good. Really, really enjoying the season. I think I like you... season two more than season three, but I, it's still like a nine out of ten. Yeah. I like the, I don't know, the backstory with like Asirpa's dad and stuff is so good, though. Like, I really enjoy that. Do you have like a fa any favorite characters that are standing out for you? Ooh. Who, I'm liking Ogata a lot this season. I g assume you got his backstory already. Yeah, with, with like, his brother. That was great. Yeah, as well as his dad, yeah. dude. Like, talk yeah, his, his whole backstory was really well done. I'm definitely enjoying him. It's because it, they're, they're kind of broken up into two teams right now, so it's a little back and forth where yeah. I don't really know, know if I have, like... A, I definitely leave Ogata as, like, my favorite character for season three. But it's fun seeing, like, we got, we got, like, a glimpse of, like, Dick Sensei, who was my favorite character in the past. Just for, like, mm -hmm. a quick, like, three-minute battle scene. That was great to see, too. So, uh, yeah, definitely leaning uh, Ogata as my favorite character for Season 3. Yeah, that's, I mean, he's my favorite, too. I just love that. But he checks off, like, all the boxes for mm -hmm. me, personally. Like, I just, I, lo I love an evil dude a lot of the time. Well, I wouldn't call him evil. I love, like, a... He's better than the character who said this, but I love like a chaos is a ladder type MF, you know? Like. Yeah, I, I like a character where like I want to cheer for him, but at the same time, he did some stuff in the past where like if he failed, it's like, well, maybe you should have done this stuff. So it's a great balance. He's just an overall fantastic character. I also really enjoy like his kind of foil, the way he's kind of a foil to a Sirpa, and you'll see that in the next few episodes like oh, yeah the way he starts talking about her is weird and intense but also like goaded like i don't know i'm a big fan like he fulfills a similar role to a character in vinland saga i also enjoy quite a bit at a certain point so i a, think you'll en enjoy that he too. had a great scene with her where they're eating for like the first time and i think like a few days and he's like he, he just like under his breath he goes hina and she's like, did yeah. you just say Hida? Did you just say Hida? And like her, she does like the, the Asripa face. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was so great when we had like this tense moment. It just, it's cut with a knife by just saying Hina. Wonderful scene. 
Yeah, honestly, Golden Kamui is the best at, like, having the most dramatic, emotional, like, story. Like, it'll have, like, a dramatic, emotional story about, like, a veteran coming home from war and nothing being the same. And then it'll, like, cut it with him getting, like, pissed on or something yeah, like that. Yeah. In a completely natural way that's hilarious. And it's like, damn, that didn't feel, like, forced or jarring at all. Yeah. That was, like, the scene where they took, like, the the horns and wrapped it around um i forgot that dude's name like around his neck so every time he ran it would hit him in the oh nuts. yeah shiraishi yeah just just so, yeah. Just stuff like that is just so funny like i love yeah. i love this show i love shiraishi too he's just such a like he's a great comedic relief character but he's also very deep in a lot of ways which i appreciate um Actually, one of the things cut out from the anime was his backstory, which is incredible. It uh, is truly fucking incredible. I would love to see that. Maybe they'll do, uh, an OVA or something would be good. They might have an OVA of it, actually. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll look into it. it. But uh, it's like his backstory is like a obviously based off. He's the escape master. So his backstory is talking about like all the times he escaped from prison and like why he kept going back and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. And it is the funniest like. I had, like, tears in my eyes laughing at the end of his fucking backstory. Oh, I love that. I wish I could see that. Uh, I'll send you the, like, I'm pretty sure it's all done in, like, a chapter or something okay. like that. If I can find the manga chapter, I'll send it to you later. Because nope. it's, it's fucking awesome. Awesome. And, uh, yeah. I think... But yeah, that's for that's me. For what you? Oh, yeah. For what I've been watching, be catching up on Summertime Render... I recently crossed the threshold into the second half where it stops being a mis- It doesn't stop being a mystery necessarily, but it becomes much more action-oriented because they're kind of on the offensive yep. against the shadows. I don't know, man. Like, I liked it. I definitely liked it better when it was less action-oriented, but- And also the OP and ED were a lot better, in my opinion, but- well, Did they change it after, it's like, still the good. second part or something? They did, yeah. Oh, okay. After episode 12, it changes to a more, like, the, like, the first OP is, like, really, like, it's, like, kind of like a dude kind of doing a little ditty on an electric guitar and, like, kind of sing clapping along. Like, it's, it's really summery feeling. Okay. And then the ED is, like, a photographic, like, it's, like, a video of an island, like, you're, it's from a boat, like, a real life, and viewing a real life island with, like, this kind of like deep emotional piano song in the background okay. and it fits the mood really well of like the melancholy of like like which i'm feeling right now by the way the melancholy of like summer coming to an end and stuff like that and the second ed is good too it has really great visuals especially but it just doesn't fit the mood of the show as much for me personally gotcha I def I won't be streaming it on Spotify. Unlike like I have both the first OP and ED like in my playlist. Gotcha. But yeah, I don't know. It's still good. It's just I probably dock it like maybe a point so far. But I'm also not completely caught up. I've heard that the best has yet to come in this half for me. So right on. Yeah, I'm looking forward to jumping into it. Yeah, dude, you need to get in on that. It's almost it's almost time. It is almost time. I got I got a. I gotta get through a couple shows before the next season starts. And then I've also been on. I've been kept, I've been watching week to week, Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer. Even though like 
people hate this fucking show so much for some reason. Yeah, I don't get the hate. I understand like some of the production issues, but I don't think I don't understand like why people think like the story's bad. I'm like, it's I thought it's fine. Yeah, it's like it's like how is this worse compared to something like mainstream and popular? Like it seems like a normal anime yeah. premise. And then of course I know both of us have been watching Call of the Night. That's been it's hidden its stride, especially right now. Yeah. The last few episodes it, have been great. I saw every people time not liking they, the last episode and I thought it was wonderful. I don't understand why they wouldn't like it. I thought it was fine. Like it really I don't know. People are weird about it. Be like people are weird about it in general because it's like a classical like vampire romance where she's older than him and stuff. And it's like honestly, in terms of like coming from a nation that loved Twilight so much where Edward like died of was dying of Spanish flu in like the twenties or thirties or some shit. Yep. Nazuna is only like 40 years old or 60 years old or some shit like that, technically. And she's pretty much just like she's in arrested development, more or less, I would say. Yeah. So I, I don't get it. I don't get those. I think all. it's people being very prudish. It's not like it like they don't even really like the most that they do is like kiss and stuff like that. It's not like Ko is overly sexualized or anything like mm -hmm. that. I do agree that the show could hit different if. He was a little bit older, like, so we could see, like, some of the more drinking and stuff like that. Yep. But I think you also have to consider that, like, in Japan, high school was considered, like, the last free years of your life. Yes. And Call of the Night is all about freedom and finding freedom in the night. So I think him being in high school is definitely... If he was... If it was an American story, he wouldn't be in high school, I think. But just with the way the culture around high school... And like uh, Amano no Oari and shit like that in Japan, I feel like it was it was done as a conscious choice yeah, to represent that. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, and I've been enjoying it quite a bit. And then also, uh, yeah, it looks like I'm actually one behind on Tokyo Mew Mew, so I will I'll watch that with my girlfriend and let you know how I'm feeling about that. Okay. And I also need to catch up on. Uh, Devil's Part-Timer, second season, and Isekai Uncle. So, probably doing that tonight. Definitely do Isekai Uncle first. <laughs> is Devil Part- is a Part-Timer not that it's, great? It's- It's- Weren't you- didn't you read the manga I I, ha I have read the manga. I don't- You didn't warn anybody about this? No, I did- I, I know, like, what to expect. It's just- I don't know. It doesn't. It just doesn't seem as fun as like season one or the manga has it. It just doesn't feel like they're adapting it right. And I don't know what it is about it, but it, it seems like it's a step down. Because I, I think I gave like season one like a seven. This seems like it's like a six. Something about yeah. it just like I don't need to watch it week to week. I, I it, it's. I would fine. be perfectly fine with dropping this. While it's airing, and then watching it next season and, on it, and then but actually not even next season. There's too much stuff to watch next season. Probably yeah. like winter or something like that. So the I like the dub way more than the sub for season one, and the dub just started. I think they have one oh, okay. episode. Actually, out. that might be the, that might be the move because I like the dub for Devil's a Part Timer a lot. And I I watched the clip for the dub, and it's hilarious. So it's like, do okay. I, maybe I just wait for the dub to be out because it just seems that like might... they have way more fun in the dub than the sub. That might be the move, actually, because I remember when we watched it for Watch Club, I really enjoyed the same quite a bit. Same. So, yeah, I, I'm kind of because I think I'm like four episodes behind. And I think like at yeah, this point, same. I'm, I think I'm just going to wait for the dub. 
Yep. Yep. That's where I'm leaning. It, all right. And then we got our Oricon sales charts for the week. For those of you who might be new to this, the Oricon basically measures all the volumes of manga that are sold in Japan. And I believe it also in, it might include digital as well. I'm unsure. I think though, it's digital so in Japan. Me. Yeah. So don't quote me on that necessarily. But basically just measures how popular a series is from week to week and how much they sell. So starting off at number 10, we got Aoyashi, everybody's favorite soccer manga, selling 55,330 copies. Then we got Baka Monogatari, selling 56,542 copies. Honestly, uh, Degenerates. Degenerates are, are buying manga this week. Um, yeah. This one, I think it's because they just announced that it was about to reach its ending, which or is, might have, yeah. Which we, yeah. If you like watch the anime, you would know where it's at in the story. Yeah, I guess so, huh? Yeah. I never really thought about that. Yeah. Uh, at number eight, we got Golden Kamui selling fifty-seven thousand five hundred eighty-eight copies. Love to see it. Like I said, expected to hang around for a while since it got its uh, final push, and the new season is coming out too. So. Definitely will be uh, on the charts yet again. Yep. At number seven, we got My Hero Academia uh, selling 65,551 copies. Petering down a little bit, but still doing pretty well. Uh, pretty much, I assume this is all based off of its new volume, just kind of like tamping down a bit. Yeah, I think the new volume and, came out like a month ago. Yeah, so I mean, still good numbers for how long it's been, but still. Yep. Uh, at number six, we got Kingdom selling 81,187 copies. Love to see it. Give us an somebody, English publication. Yeah, somebody print this in English. Holy shit. It's absolutely insane. At number five, we got Uma Musume, Cinderella Gray, selling 85,113 copies. That horse be running. Horse girl ratio. Yeah, couldn't stop the horse girl sweep. <laughs> At number four, we have Spy Family. Selling 156,740 copies. Not as much as it usually sells, but still nothing to sneeze at. Pretty good obviously. for not a new volume out. Yeah, 100%. At number three, we got Jujutsu Kaisen selling 214,228 copies. Big Sounds boy. about right. Big boy. At number, <laughs> then at number two, we got One Piece off the back of Film Red. Selling 337,528 copies, excuse me. And then at number one, we have Tokyo Revengers with its new volume, selling 583,255 copies. Absolutely insane numbers. That's actually week, lower than normal. Yeah. Nor I think the last, the last one, it did like a million in the first week or something yeah. like that. I'll have to check the uh, sale, yeah, the history no, of the sales charts. Normally the new volumes do like a mil plus, so that's not yeah. a good sign if it's... I mean, good, I think, it's a shit ton of sales, but compared to where this it's This might at, be its second week. Okay, on it, if that's actually. the case, then that's pretty good. Yeah, I'm unsure though. And then uh, we got our weekly Shonen Jump table of contents. We got Undead Unluck on the cover and lead color page to celebrate its anime getting announced. Uh, then followed by One Piece, then Jujutsu Kaisen, with Witch Watch getting a color page, Sakamoto Days, then My Hero Academia, Blue Box, Akane Banashi, a one-shot called Onari, it's getting a uh, color page, it's 33 pages long by Shun Numa. We got Mashal getting a color page, 
uh, the Elusive Samurai after that, then Black Clover, which is uh, not a good sign for Black Clover, but it is what it is. Then we got P6 after that, followed by Me and Robico, then Mission, Yozakura Family, High School Family, Super Smartphone, Aliens Area, Earth Child, and to cap it off, we got Duran, 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 Duran with its end chapter. Pretty typical, honestly. Nothing uh, shifting too, too much. Akane Banashi went down a little bit, but I think that's mostly because there's a lot of, like, pretty much nothing's absent in this uh, issue. Yep. And Undead Unluck is pushed up because of its cover and lead color page. Normally it would probably be, like, I would say between P6 and me and Robico. Maybe above P6. Sounds about right. Yep. So, uh, yeah. I think we can go ahead and move on to our recommendations. So, what are you recommending this week, Peter? Non-manga stuff. Non-manga stuff. Um, watch the first episode of the Game of the new Game of Thrones, and that seems promising. So, if you haven't checked out the House of the Dragon, uh, check that out. I just I like the the anime controversy because HOTD is High School of the Dead for anime. So when you, whenever you search HOTD, you always got High School of the Dead, and now you get House of the Dragon, and a bunch of anime weaves were uh, were upset by that. So that was pretty funny to see the little minor controversy between that. I think, hmm, I think that's really the only thing I could recommend, like non-anime or anything like that. So yeah, I'm going to recommend House of the Dragon. I'm going to recommend a, a, an HBO ori- uh, original as well, actually. Mine is a little bit trashier than your pick. I'm recommending uh, Pretty Little Liars Original Sin. Ooh. It, you don't have, so you don't have to have really watched Pretty Little Liars or anything like that. I haven't. I've, only wa- I've watched people talk about it on YouTube and video essays and shit because it's ridiculous. But um, they really went with like a horror take on it. Which is interesting. It's more slashery than the la- than uh, like a thriller or anything like that. I would say. Um, honestly, it also takes place. It takes place in the Riverdale universe, which is confirmed. Which is really stupid. So <laughs> go watch that. It's it's stupidly fun and uh, honestly, like it's it's a good time if you want to just turn your brain off and watch some trash TV. Absolutely need that every now and then. Is it? Did you watch the original series by any chance? Uh, no. I've watched people talk about it, and my girlfriend has watched parts of it. Like her, her stepmom is like was obsessed with the original yeah. show. Was like one of those like theorists and whatnot. Oh, okay. Yeah, and from what I understand, there is a lot of references in there for the uh like original fans, but it's not. It's not something you'd be like missing out on gotcha. if you didn't know about okay. it necessarily. The the beauty of not having a girlfriend anymore is I don't have to watch Pretty Little Liars anymore. So I have Oh, I did think, you I think I have four seasons under my belt. Um Damn, dude. Not the biggest fan. However, I stand One Tree Hill all day. That's my girlfriend show that I had to watch that I absolutely loved. Uh shout out to all my One Tree Hill fans. I'm more of a Degrassi guy. See, I watched Degrassi just by itself. I didn't need a girlfriend. I mean, to watch yeah, that. same, 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 same. Like it's it's comfort TV for me at yeah. this point. Also, uh, shout out to HBO Max, like crumbling overnight, basically. Like, what the fuck was that? 
Yeah, I saw. I'm not super familiar with it, but I did see a lot of people get upset that a bunch of shows were like getting removed, and a lot of yeah projects that were planned are getting canceled. The new guy like hates animation more or less, and yeah, basically they only have enough money to release two movies this year: The Flash and something else. Black Adam and oh, it was Black Adam and something else actually. Yeah, some drama. Yeah, so I don't know. If you want support HBO, if you don't want to, don't. I don't really know what the take is I'm supposed to have here. But this has been Chapter 11 of the Manga Melee Podcast. If you want, you can follow us on social media at Manga Melee Pod. That's all one word. If you want to follow me on social media, you can find me at Shardbase. That's at Shard as in a shard of glass and at Base as in Lil Be the Base God. Peter, why don't you tell them whether they can find you at? Yeah, if you want to find me in my podcast, What Do You Say Anime, uh, find us anywhere podcasts are found or YouTube. You can follow me on social media, What Do You Say Annie. That's What Do You Say A-N-I on Twitter to stay up to date on all of our episodes and my random thoughts of anime. Yeah, and you can also find me over on the What Do You Say Anime podcast uh, sometimes once a week, yeah. usually at least every other like, week. Like at three the very times least. a month, something like that. Yeah, more yeah. or less. That, that's probably about what it averages at, yeah. I would say. So, uh, yeah, go go listen to that. Pump those numbers up. I also want to say, shout out to all of our fans. We hit a record number of views on our last episode. I believe we had over 50 unique viewers, which, uh, or listeners, I should say, which, you know, it doesn't sound like a lot to a lot of people, but to me, that's like... That's like a whole classroom full of people and then some to be talking to. And to just be able to share my thoughts about this jo- uh, medium that I love so much and to be able to like put people on a new stuff and learn stuff from new people on this show, it's it's a blessing. So I'm, I'm thankful that I'm able to do that. And thank you for joining me for this, Peter. I appreciate you filling in. Yeah, absolutely. And congrats on 50. I mean, I remember my 11th episode, I think I had like 10, so... If that says anything, you just got to keep grinding and those numbers will keep going up. Oh, thanks, man. Well, you know, that's also the Pete factor. Yeah. As they say. yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's been a great episode, guys. Peace out. Thank you so much. See you.